Oh, my God. 
four minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
שלא מרגישים את הלהבה אשר בוערת מבפנים היא בתוך הנשמה מהירה וחמה יש אנשים המחפשים את האורות במקומות הרחוקים את הניצוץ התמידי שבכל יהודי
Ich bitte noch einmal wake up. Lass dich ich noch einmal finden. Jede Haare wake up. Ich bitte noch einmal wake up. Ich bitte noch einmal wake up. Lass dich ich noch einmal steig schön auf. Steig auf. Ich bitte noch einmal steig auf. Ich bitte noch einmal steig auf. Lass dich ich noch einmal finden. Jede Haare steig auf. Ich bitte noch einmal steig auf. Ich bitte noch einmal steig auf. In Rosen ist kalt, bis der King noch nicht schaut. Bleib noch schnuffen hinter der Dach, wenn der Reiger und Kick nicht geschnuffen genickt. Leid dich schön zurück. Man will der Verhaar noch ein späteres Mann im Beklaut an Zeiger. Dieser zerbrochene Ischil ist der Geinste Sand und allein. Heidi Schluff ist fein. Heidi Schluff ist fein. Wake up, ich suche noch am Wake up. Ich bete noch am Wake up. Lass dich dich noch einmal finden, jede Haare steig auf. Ich bitte noch einmal steig auf. Ich suche dir noch einmal steig auf, steig auf, steig schön auf. Wake up, ich suche dir noch einmal steig auf. Ich wurde noch einmal steig auf. Nun, hast du gesehen? Hab nicht durch den Gäste Haare. Wake up, ich suche dir noch einmal get up. Ich bitte noch einmal get up, get up, get up, get up, get up, steig schön auf.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
J.M. in the A.M., a song from an album that we, uh, well, sort of debuted yesterday. Certainly made a big deal about it during a new Music Alert Tuesday. It's Baruch Levine. Album is entitled Pedusha, and that song is Vahariv here at uh, J.M. in the A.M. The Rabbi's Sons before that, both Rabos Machshavos and that medley, uh, plus Es Tzemach off the album Kivinu. Wake Up, done by Lipa. Spoke to Lipa yesterday. Sends regards to the whole audience. We're going to try to get him on the air sometime around Rosh Chodesh Adar, which at one point was a real tradition for us. Uh, Aish with uh, Yaakov Shweki, of course, uh, one of the songs he performed Sunday night at the Hess concert. Gershon Varoba's Mi Von Siach. I don't know if I've gotten it on before or not, um, meaning over the last couple of weeks. I may have done it already, but uh, it was a song that he sang so brilliantly under the chuppah of uh, Toby and Dr. Mark Singer. A couple of weeks ago, and I wanted to make sure to play it. So there he is, Gershon of Robo with his Mivon Siach. And as great as it sounds on the recording, and it does sound great, 
It was brilliantly done live. So big yeshikach to Gershon and Mazel Tov again. And Regesh, Modaani opening things up. And we say good morning. 6.30, Wednesday, January the 9th, the 3rd of Shvat. Good morning, everyone. 43 degrees, mostly sunny. High today, 46. Mostly cloudy for tonight, low 34. Tomorrow morning, clouds. Afternoon sun, a high of 38 degrees. 40 with rain in Yerushalayim. We're at 43 here in New York City. Hope things are calm where you are. And I thank you for joining us here at JM in the AM. We're going to meet a couple of very interesting people this morning. First of all, the uh, mayor of Englewood, New Jersey. Michael Wilds is scheduled to uh, join us. We're going to speak with Joanna Shepson in Israel. She has a very, very interesting interview that's going to air this morning during Yoni Pollock's Bite Size Show. We'll speak with her about it coming up. And marathoner Beatty Deitch, have you heard about her? She's winning a lot of races, and she could potentially represent Israel at the Olympics, which would be amazing. And it's a great story, and one that will be the darling of so many of our listeners, and no doubt will infuriate some of our listeners. So so how could you beat that, right? So that's coming up in hour number three. Marathoner B.D. Deitch joining us from Israel here at JM in the AM. By the way, the uh, the interview that Joanna Shepson's doing is with Daniel Sahalo discussing his aliyah on Operation Moses from uh, Ethiopia and then discussing how he became an officer in the Army and sales director of uh, a company in Israel. So lots to talk about this morning. One of those exciting shows here at JM Nan that I always love when we get to emphasize uh, people in our community who are in uh, somewhat out-of-the-box arenas um, and doing some great stuff representing our people, and we'll talk all about that coming up here at JM in the AM. 28 minutes before 7 o'clock. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app, for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Um, <laughs> the rabbi in Atlanta says the high in Atlanta today is expected to be only 2 degrees higher than in New York. Yeah, it's 40 in Yerushalayim, and already we're at 43 here in New York. That certainly caught my eye when I saw that. Uh, you know how it is with the weather. It's crazy, especially here on the East Coast. JM in the AM Wednesday. More coming up. Here's Mordechai Ben David and Mati Steinmetz. You're listening to JM in the AM. Say, 
It will only happen when we all get along Everyone waiting for wishing praying for Mashiach Let's love one another And break all the song
דברים קצת קשים, לא צריך לדאוג. שאלות בחיים שלא נותנות מנוח, מלחמות בעולם לא צריך לדאוג. דאגות על המחר קצת לא בטוח, השכנים מרעישים, לא צריך לדאוג. והלחץ בכבישים, אז תעצור לרגע, גם אם קשה לך, אל תעצור, תמשיך לרוץ. אם תיפול, אז תקום, לא קרה כלום. J.M. and the A.M. Wednesday morning broadcast with uh, Levi Cohen and Matanatova, or uh, Matana, rather, off the album The Kudatova. Milach Cohen at Via Hafta, Hineyamim Tovim from Sandy, Benny Friedman's Alti Shlach Yadcha, Itzik Dadya with Bowie. You heard Mordechai and David and Mati Steinmetz together with C.E. Saviv here at J.M. and the A.M. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored Digital radio, around the world, the web, and AchimSingle.com, on the AchimSingle Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Mayor of Englewood, New Jersey, is Michael Wilds, as of a few days ago. He was mayor, you may recall, in the early part of the 2000s, and now he's again mayor of Englewood, New Jersey. He's going to join us coming up at about 7.15, just a quarter of an hour from now. A marathoner, B.D. Deitch from Israel. She keeps winning races, and it's possible that even though she is um, classified as a Haredi Jewish woman, 
It is possible she will be representing Israel at the Olympics. No joke. We'll get a chance to speak to her at 8.30 this morning right here at JM in the AM. One of those people that fits into my uh, Jewish hero category that uh, I've been building over these last 35 years or so. Pretty amazing. Uh, you can sponsor all or part of a JM in the AM broadcast. Go to fjbunity.org, and we thank you. Gali Tzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Wednesday's next. Boker Tov from JMM. Gali Tzal, Yerushalayim, Asha Ashtayim, Baulpan, Rani Ofnai, Ima Shekore Achshav. Rosh HaMemshala, Benjamin Netanyahu, Amar Lifnei Zman Katsar, Anachnu Aruchim Lesakel Kol Tarchi Shel Itarvut Zara Babchirot Shelanu. Zot Bikvot Azarat Rosh HaShabak, Ulefi Itarvut Zara, Atsfuya Babchirot Akovot Baaretz. Mugdam Yoter Egivu Berusia, אנחנו לא מתערבים באף בחירות, כתבתנו יערה גם מחורי. דובר הקרמלין דימיטרי פסקוב מסר, אל תקראו את מה שכתוב בתקשורת הישראלית, רוסיה לא התערבה ולא מתערבת בבחירות בשום מדינה בעולם. זאת אף על פי שקהילת המודיעין האמריקנית הגיעה למסקנה חותכת שמוסקבה התערבה בבחירות לנשיאות ארצות הברית ב-2016. ומנכ"לית ועדת הבחירות אורלי הדס אומרת ביומן הצהריים עם אמיר איבגי ורינה מצליח אנחנו נערכים לכל תרחיש. אנחנו כמובן ערים לכל האירועים שאירעו בעולם בשנים האחרונות במסגרת מערכות בחירות. אין ספק שהבחירות הללו מציבות בפני הוועדה וגם בפני כל הגופים הביטחוניים אתגרים שלא היו בעבר. במדינת ישראל הליך הבחירות הוא הצבעה ידנית ובהחלט עומד לזכותנו. פרקליטות המדינה הגישה ערעור על זיכויו של נאשם בביצוע עבירות מין קשות בחמש בנות משפחה. זאת בעקבות מאבק תוכניתנו עושים צהריים. יעל דהן שוחחה עם סיגל, אחת המתלוננות בתיק. אני מקווה שזה הסיכוי שלנו, שההחלטה תתהפך, ושהנאשם שהתעלל בנו במשך שנים יבוא על עונשו. מקווה שהעליון יבין את המחדל הקשה שעשה המחוזי, וסוף סוף הצדק ייעשה. את פרטי המקרה חשפה כתבתנו פיי גוטמן. השר יואב גלנט הכריז לפני זמן קצר על הצטרפותו הרשמית למפלגת הליכוד וכוונתו להתמודד בבחירות המקדימות של המפלגה. כתבנו מיכאל האוזר טוב מוסר כי מוקדם יותר הבוקר מונה גלנט לשר הקליטה מטעם הליכוד. מזג האוויר, גשמים מקומיים בצפון הארץ ובמרכזה, וברשות הכנרת, צבאי רצון ממזג האוויר בימים האחרונים, שהביא לזרימה מוגברת בנחלים ולעלייה במפלס המים. הנה פנחס גרין, המשנה למנכ"ל רשות הכנרת. בימים האחרונים כבר תשעה וחצי, כי אנחנו במחסור גדול מאוד אחרי חמש שנים מאות שכונות שהיו לנו. למלא את הכנרת עד הקו העליון, אנחנו צריכים חמישה מטר וארבעים ואלה החדשות שעורכת שירה נאות.
Bukit bit me like fatigue You shot to vowel cut your hair About me spot feeling my hair I have to now we'll see you there Babo get bit me like fatigue fatigue You shot to vowel cut your hair About me spot feeling my hair I have to now we'll see you there Rock 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 is my home Get rid me like Fatih, Fatih Be shot to vow and cut your hair Oh, Bobby, it's what we'll in my head I have to now see you there Babo, get rid me like Fatih Be shot to vow and cut your hair Oh, Bobby, it's what we'll in my head I have to now see you there Rock, 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 it's my home Thank <laughs> you. 
J.M. and the A.M., a song we uh, featured yesterday during our Baruch Levine interview on a new Music Alert Tuesday. That's Peduska, his title track here at J.M. and the A.M. Wednesday morning broadcast. Before that, you heard the eighth day selection, Rock Smachot and Mehera. Uh, that was Leif Tahar opening up the hour here at J.M. in the A.M. Well, our good friend, Mayor Michael Wilds of Englewood, New Jersey, is, in fact, mayor again. You might recall... That in the early part of the 2000s, he served as mayor of Englewood, New Jersey for six years. And um, very recently on Election Day was, I guess we'd call it reelected, right? Even though, there's a, there, even though there's a break, I would assume we could use the term reelected. And now again, after his swearing in this week, he is mayor of Englewood, New Jersey. I said this morning we're going to have the opportunity to highlight people 
from within our community who are uh, representing us very well in some very interesting arenas. He, of course, in the area of government. Mayor Michael Wilds, congratulations. Mazal Tov, and welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. Shalom Aleichem to you and the audience as well. It's a pleasure to be back. Why a decision to go for this again? You put in a great stint the first time around. It is unusual, you have to admit, in American politics or the American government scene to see someone uh, you know, leave the position and then come back years later. Why the impetus to be mayor of Englewood again? I had the uh, privilege of being elected twice to the city council starting in 1998 and then twice as mayor from 2004 to 2010. But I took a break, in all honesty, to raise uh, my family <laughs> and move forward and, and make sure that our firm, we practice immigration law, was uh, in good hands and so forth. Simply put, the kids growed up, and uh, and truthfully, the firm, thank God, is in good stead. And I missed being involved in public service. I am a member of Hatzalah for more than 26 uh, years now, uh, since before my children uh, were even born. And Chesed and, and getting involved in community was kind of in our DNA. And I didn't like the direction that our community was heading in where I saw not only people from our, our community, our Hever, but others throughout the city were being priced out of being able to live in what was not just a bedroom community historically uh, to Wall Street, but a very diverse and very strong um, middle-class community, and it needed more hands on deck. And I had a contested uh, primary and came through, uh, thankfully, with a two-to-one uh, when I had to literally hit over 5,000 doors, knocking on doors to the point that I ended up uh, needing surgery on my ankle after the primary. And oh, then I had boy. a very, I had two opponents in the uh, general election, too. Very different than Teaneck and other communities in New Jersey, in which the mayor is actually elected directly from uh, the constituents as opposed to the uh, city council selecting uh, the mayoralty. And I had the, the privilege of having the governor actually. I swear me in, and I took precautions by getting sworn in literally on midnight, and I think I saw you at a chasna that night. That's correct. Midnight, uh, Monday night, December 31st, which turned into January 1st. You had the unique um, uh, experience of being sworn in by Ambassador David Friedman, and of course, as you mentioned, the formal ceremony, and uh, I guess even more recognized ceremony, to be fair to the governor, <laughs> uh, later on uh, by the governor of New Jersey. Mayor Michael Wilds is with us from Englewood. You know, and I saw you at that wedding, and it was a reflection for those of us who, you know, who, who make the rounds and see what's going on at different events in the Jewish community. It certainly was a reflection of just how strong the Englewood Jewish community has become. It, it must be much different than your first time around, just our community in Englewood, I know that the broader Englewood community and town is is certainly different. Why wouldn't it be all these years later? But am I right that uh, it's a different Jewish community than years ago? It is. It has developed uh, exponentially. I had also um, a little to do with uh, the Kesher uh, Shul, the synagogue that started there, East Hill, and there was generally resistance, not from the African American or the Latino community, but from secular Jews. And now there are two or three other major communities that are looking to nestle themselves uh, in Bergen County, as we see Teaneck and Bergenfield and scores of other areas now expanding their borders. Yeah. Uh, people want to live close to uh, not only Manhattan, but they want to be close to resource. And um, and Englewood uh, boasts that kind of uh, constituency. And in all truth, the uh, it's for any community to remain stagnant and not grow differently isn't part of the American experience. 
and it's a wonderful privilege. I'm impaneling a cultural affairs commission, and I have just as many pastors, rabbis, and I have an, even an imam now that's developed in the community, and each person is so anxious to get to know the other community, and it's really a beautiful uh, thing to see that despite the passage of time and some of the challenges, some things actually got more beautiful. You know, I uh, I mentioned that because of the nature of our guest list today, coincidentally, uh, you know, we're speaking to a, a lot of people on the air this morning who are representing us really well in, in different arenas. And what you just said in terms of the outreach, at least that's how I'm, I'm interpreting it, the outreach to different religions, different leaders, uh, trying to build bridges, trying to find common ground, etc. I, I would guess that's the key. You know, people wonder, how could you, a, a noticeably and certainly known to be an Orthodox Jew, how could you... Uh, go ahead and not be met with you know so much resistance and so much uh, uh, criticism at times by you know members of other communities. But you've made the effort to to show that you care about everybody and that there's an opportunity to work together to make uh, to make the town grow. Would you agree that that's uh, basically the recipe for success? Absolutely, uh, Nachum. You and I went to the same high school, Rabbi Riskins, in Riverdale. There was a very special DNA in my home uh, in Forest Hills where I grew up where there was more water placed into the soup if there was a stranger in shul. And there was no difference when I went on a Hatzalah call and I was dispatched what color, what religion, or what uh, circumstance the person I was treating uh, was in. And frankly, in my uh, professional life, I happened to have the privilege of being uh, the president's immigration lawyer of choice for 15 years before he became president and his, and his family. So despite my party affiliation and my being a very proud Democrat, I embraced the privilege of actually being able to counsel uh, the first family on immigration matters and took that responsibly. And people in a community will see what you do. They will not um, listen to words. They have no patience for politicians. And circumstance has to change. You have to get not only good results, but to develop a very strong relationship. And they're watching. And that's why you're always around the corner from either a potential sanctification of God's name, Akilah Hashem, or Chil Hashem, if you don't do uh, the right thing. And right thing sometimes means walking with a police car next to you five, six miles just to greet somebody on Shabbos that you don't know, but you understand is held in high esteem in another community. You know, and, and if you look at the people, and you know plenty of colleagues, who, you know, some on one side of this issue and some on the other, you know, plenty of people you know, who, who are noticeably Orthodox Jews who really represent us well and accomplish what you just described really nicely, and others, unfortunately, who don't make the same efforts, and there's a lot of contention, uh, often a lot of grief, uh, you know, sometimes a, you know, a lot of ruffling of feathers, and, and if, if they just knew that a, <laughs> that, that a, little bit of, uh, a little bit of compromise and a little bit of uh, outreach goes such a long way would be such a difference. I'm not saying I'm not saying there aren't people out there that are out to to, to you know make their point and and sometimes stop our community from doing different things for different reasons. But I just I just feel that you know when 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 what represents us well, I think the others respect that. I think the experience has really changed also because of technology. Um, there's less paper, more um, transparency that's required because everyone's got a camera and a video, right. and your comments are now being made literally in real time, but you're, you're well, you're articulating uh, well the, the notion of not only Tikkun Olam, the notion that we have to improve uh, the community around us, but we have to earn that trust. The only stable thing growing up 
in the tri-state area. I remember as a kid when I would spend the weekend in Eggwood with those magnificent trees, and they stood deferentially and, and as the namesake of the city, uh, not caring um, who was living underneath them, but kind of creating a canvas that where everything would flourish. And if you sat where I sat the other evening when I was sworn, and you looked out to people of all faiths, of all rank, of all ages, of all color, um, and you realize that there's so much more in common that we have, and it's so important given the politics of Washington that we get our act together so that we can improve things um, as a nation and take stock in the resource that we have. The greatest resource Angwood has is not those wonderful stores and restaurants, but it's the people. And once you herald that and, and really live with that, um, I think residents kind of get it in their DNA. I'm going to be hitting all the schools and working very hard to make sure that we face the financial challenges uh, together. And they work with the city council and promote people, even who didn't vote for me, or Dafka because they didn't vote for me, to regain their trust. All right, uh, Mayor Wilds, I would be remiss on this Wednesday morning after, the, after last Tuesday night, uh, uh, knowing that you're uh, an immigration lawyer and somebody who did serve as federal prosecutor in the Eastern District and yet a member of the Democratic Party, as you described earlier, I would be remiss if I didn't get your opinion on what's happening now in Washington and whether, in fact, the president's uh, fears and directives are are correct and accurate and whether his opponents are uh, correct and accurate in the assertions that they're making. Well, I can just tell you that it's the Wild West right now on the northern border. We have over 11 million people unlawfully present in America and our president is fixated on building a wall in many ways, which is political uh, retribution and um, support for an extreme. We are a community, and that is, as a Jewish community, one of the passports, the biblical people of the passport. God's mercy that needs to be shown to people at risk. And while I do agree, people making a mad dash from El Salvador, Guatemala, and Honduras are safe when they hit Mexico, and they may be coming to America for economic change, our children are watching us. And for us to be in fear that every single person with an accent is a potential criminal, which is what the narrative of the media is putting out, is unacceptable because it could be us in another generation. All right, but you're one who, as I just described your resume, who, who supervises as, and is directly impacted by our current laws. I would have to suspect, as you cite our community, it, our community was at the forefront of making sure to follow immigration law and become citizens of this country procedurally can right. i assume can i assume can I, can I can i assume you endorse that type of procedure oh of course i mean a lawful process who wouldn't who wouldn't want to keep out ms13 or people that would cause us harm on the other hand if because of politics a broken system set up by president reagan a generation ago has not been replaced to meet the new normal, and employers now have to go through all kinds of contortions in policing immigration in their own uh, shop because the laws didn't advance themselves, or it takes you five years to move not only very close relatives but employees that you need in your business. The system has to change, and building a wall with 11 million people behind it that don't have the right to be here is foolhardy when the northern border is porous, and it's just symbolism to a political extreme. Unfortunately, we don't have patience in this economy and in this uh, stage of our growth as a nation. We've already removed ourselves from other stains when we distinguished children 
from parents where we separate a religion from entering a country and we use dogmatic terms such as chain migration and anchor babies. I've never, in the 30 years that I'm practicing, saw a woman cross the Rio Grande so she can give birth to a child nine months later and then wait 21 years so she can be sponsored by the child. There are mechanisms in the law to protect us from people who would use our immigration laws against us. But unfortunately, this is not well-oiled. If you look at a country like Israel, who has used walls effectively, this is not the circumstance in our southern border, because it is not a travailed um, gate that will stop everybody. And again, we do have a border in the northern part of our nation where it's the Wild West. You have no idea what kind of nonsense is going on there, while everybody's poised politically in another derech. Interesting. Very interesting. I met someone yesterday from Yemen who at the age of 15 in 2011 first came to this country and now is a full-fledged U.S. citizen. Is that, is that, is that an exception or that's very common? That in that a peri- very common. In that, very peri- common. in that period of time, one can legally become a citizen of this country? Absolutely. There are mechanisms that will give people a jump on citizenship if they have to work abroad or they're married to U.S. citizens. The laws are um, still on the books. And this, the, you know, the experience that we're seeing now, Nachum, are people with visas getting green cards and people with green cards trying to get the golden grail, and that is um, a citizenship. And there's more of a push. People are more concerned. Uh, I wrote a book, um, Safe Haven in America, uh, that came out about four months ago, and Alan Dershowitz graced me by writing the uh, forward, and Mrs. Trump and Rabbi Sachs, both clients, gave me uh, blurbs and, and so forth for the book. There's a lot that's very special about our immigration experience, and when another community advances itself, it ensures that this golden experiment remains available to, to uh, Jews. So the thesis of my book was that America's golden doors need to be hinged open, ready to shut, to protect ourselves, but hinged open to the next advancements in entrepreneurship and inventions that will help benefit us. And the greatest risk-takers and entrepreneurs have historically been immigrants who become citizens and then employ citizens. Right. Very interesting. Um, finally, and I know that I promised you five minutes and we're way over time. Uh, is New Jersey in good hands with the new governor? I think it's always healthy to have a changing of the guard. Um, certainly, the governor has a, a, a fantastic background and a lot of uh, wonderful support. Um, there is resistance in the different pockets, and I'm hoping that the Democratic Party will kind of get its act together. I think he's a gentleman, and I think that he could be very successful, and he has, on every instance, I'm talking text messaging, calls, and the, and the few times that we've dealt with each other on matters of policy, uh, is not only a good um, articulation of what's best and needed for New Jersey, but he's a mensch, he's a gentleman who instinctively and genuinely wants to help people. So I feel that he could be a great governor. But it also takes uh, elected officials and constituents to give the gentleman a chance to. Interesting. Dershowitz wrote the foreword to your book. Yes. And um, and who published the book? The American Bar Association um, published the book, Anchorwick uh, Books, and uh, available uh, on Amazon. And other clients uh, such as um, uh, what do you call it, uh, Pele, and iconic um, individuals through the years that we've had this hood. My father was John Lennon's. Uh, immigration lawyer, um, to actually coin the progress and the lack of depth from Washington in this uh, space. But more importantly, 
There are about 13 wonderful stories. I, I deal with the Israeli Witness Protection Service when they're trying to place um, sometimes hardened criminals in the United States because of the delicacy of their testimony in other countries as well. So America's golden doors have been travailed by scores of very interesting defectors, whistleblowers, and cooperators. And we've had the privilege to be in the in the arena on some of these very important defectors. And those stories are in the book, huh? Yes, sir. How long did it take John Lennon to become a citizen of the U.S.? Well, he wasn't a citizen when he was uh, assassinated. He was a green card holder. Wow. At the time, President Nixon wanted Lennon out, and it's, there's a whole chapter in, it, in the book, because the 18-year-olds were first given the right to vote. It was reduced from 21 to 18, and the perception was that if John Lennon were allowed to go on against uh, Vietnam, he would then control the Committee to Re-elect the President, CREEP, was the wow. acronym. So they decided to use a drug charge to get John out. And there's a Shomer Shabbos uh, lawyer, my dad, who's 39 years old, and says the law requires somebody to have marijuana. He was convicted of hashish, which is not marijuana. And he never had the intention when he pled to a crime and that, that, uh, you know, that uh, shocks our laws here. Then through the Freedom of Information Act, using it, as a litigative tool, saw that there was a selective uh, effort uh, to prosecute the famous Beatle. Out of that case, Nachum, was the articulation first, the codification ultimately of the notion of prosecutorial discretion. So there are about 900,000 DACA recipients now that have a scholar and uh, a uh, dreamer um, to thank. My father and John, even after his green card was awarded, worked very hard to discover this prosecutorial discretion. And that was the hook that President Obama, who deported more people than any president at that point, used to protect these uh, good souls, who, by the grace of God, did nothing other than come to the United States by their parents and an act that they didn't control when they were kids. So the, the John Lennon case is something I teach at Cardozo Law School. I have the privilege of succeeding my father as a professor there and uh, is the reason that we're seeing now in Washington. So for those who are listening, who are toiling in public service and professional worlds, you never know who you're going to meet or how you're going to change life. Just try to do what you can before you go to sleep each day to do something to advance it in your own space. I thank you not only for representing Englewood well, but for representing our people well. It's really a pleasure. Mayor Michael Wilds of Englewood, New Jersey, congratulations on Again, being mayor, and thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you, Nachum. Michael Wilds, he's mayor of Englewood. The book is, in fact, available on Amazon, Safe Haven in America, Battles to Open the Golden Door by Michael Wilds. It became available recently in September of 2018. Bit late for Rabbi David Goldwasser. His words, and... Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We learn in Shmuel Beis that Klau Yisrael was defeated by the Plishtim. The Plishtim captured the Aram. But there were a lot of plagues that came to the Plishtim during the seven months which they had the Aram. They decided to return it. They brought the Aram to the fields of Beis Shemesh. The people of Kiryas Yarim were very honored to have the Aaron. It remained with them for years. When the Plishtim attacked, 
Dover HaMelech then defeated them. He went to Kiryas Yarim to bring back the Aron Elokim to Yerushalayim. There it says that David and all of Klau Yisrael were rejoicing before Hashem with all kinds of wood instruments, with drums and timbrels and cymbals. When the entourage reached Goran Nachon, the land was level, but the oxen caused the Aron to move from its place. Uzzah, who was among those that were guiding the wagon, was afraid that the Aron was going to fall, so he put out his hand to hold on to it. But he should not have worried, because the Aron was no Sias Noisov. It carried those who carried it. Uzzah was punished on the spot. Why? Because only a lack of Amuna would make Uzzah think that the Aron would indeed fall. When David HaMelech saw this, he was afraid the Kedush of the Aaron was so great that it would be impossible for the people to handle it properly. So he decided not to bring the Aaron to Yerushalayim. Instead, he brought the Aaron to the house of Ovid Edom, where it remained for three months. During that time, something very special happened. David HaMelech was told that Hashem had blessed the house of Ovid Edom and everything that he had because of the Aron Elokim. The Gemara tells us, what was this blessing? Rabbi Yehuda ben Zvida says, it refers to Chamos, the wife of Ovid Edom, and her eight daughters-in-law. Each one gave birth to six children at one time. So great is the bracha that we all have from the Torah. It enriches our lives. It blesses our house with all that we need materially and spiritually. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizuk. Have a nice day. Shemovil, 
J.M. in the A.M. Wednesday morning with Avram. Well, it's Avram Freed, 19 minutes before 8 o'clock on this January the 9th, the 3rd of Shvat. Good morning, all. 43 degrees, mostly sunny, high 46. R- rain in Yerushalayim right now with a high of 40. My gosh. Uh, coming up, we're scheduled to speak with marathoner B.D. Deitch out of Israel in the 8 o'clock hour. Also, Joanna Shepson is going to join us from Israel. I want to thank Mayor Wilds. Interesting perspective, to say the least, from somebody who knows, from a real insider when it comes to the issue of immigration, so I thank him for joining us this morning here at JM and the AM. More coming up. Here's Mordechai Shapiro.
we go. J.M. in the A.M., Mordechai Ben David and Hallelujah. Uh, Yaakov Shweki's Musica, that was a uh, song by request on the NSN app. Glad we were able to get to that one. And Mordechai Shapiro with Nigun Simcha off the album Machar here at J.M. in the A.M. Wednesday morning at uh, three minutes before 8 o'clock, this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Well, Joanna Shepson is with us live via telephone from Israel. I told you today we're going to be discovering some really interesting people who uh, represent our people. And uh, recently, uh, Joanna, who's of course known for the uh, Fun in Jerusalem website, we'll have a chance to speak about that for a minute uh, in just a few minutes. But first, she's also a uh, major contributor to the Bite Size program that is hosted by Yoni Pollock Wednesdays between 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. Eastern Time. And she claims one of her best contributions to that show is the one that uh, is happening today, an interview that she did with uh, Daniel Sahalo discussing his Aliyah and Operation Moses and what he does today after his army service, etc., etc. Joanna Shepson, shalom. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you so much. How are you doing? Baruch Hashem. Great to speak to you. Thanks for all your amazing work, especially as a contributor to uh, Yoni's Bite Size program Wednesday morning, starting at 9 a.m. Eastern Time each and every week. So you've done a lot of great interviews. You've met a lot of interesting people. You've focused on business in so many different areas when it comes to Israel. Now you meet Daniel Sahalo. Tell me about that encounter. So there was something really special about this interview, and I think it was because I relate, remember the day when Operation Moses, when I heard about it, and I remember doing projects in school. I went to Hillel Hebrew Academy, and we did a whole project about Ethiopian Jewry and the idea that they were living a Jewish life and no one knew they existed. You know, this whole um, culture, and, and, and they came to Israel, and the experience of coming to Israel, it was something that made a big impact on me as a kid. And now I got to meet Daniel. He told me he was five years old when he came over on Operation Moses and then told me his whole story, and he said, it's, it's important that you don't just know my story of how I came over, but you hear my whole story of where I am today. Now, and don't just think about Ethiopian Jewry, you know, from the past. Right. Now, we should point out that uh, his family had a very, very difficult journey to Israel, uh, one that uh, is really hard to believe, the, the journey that they had to take in order just to get to the uh, Sudanese-Egyptian border. And then from there, of course, Israel... Uh, takes them on Operation Moses to Israel. Um, but but as you just said, there's so much to focus on aside from that physical journey that was so difficult and that frankly left some people uh, uh, left some people dead uh, because it was such a difficult um, uh, journey for them to undertake, uh, including some of his family members. But he gets to Israel, and I know this is really quick for a story that's so involved, but he gets to Israel and, and eventually goes to school there ends up, not ends up, is, and I should say ends up serving in the Army, in the IDF, and which is an accomplishment in and of itself, obviously. And then I guess he and thousands of his colleagues have decisions to make in terms of what contribution they can make, both the Israeli society and to their family and friends who came with them from Ethiopia, right? Exactly. And it's, I think it's the constant struggle of maintaining their Ethiopian culture, but also assimilating into Israeli culture. And like I said to him, if I asked you today on the street, Daniel, describe yourself, how would you do it? And he said, I'm Israeli from Ethiopian descent. So like being Israeli is his image. Pretty amazing. All right. uh, Tell me about the school 
tell me about the company that uh, is all part of his efforts to help people who are now part of Israeli society. So there's a jewelry company called Evel, and we've actually done a bite-sized interview with the owner, Itzik Levy, in the past, um, thanks to Yoni. And um, it's a beautiful, it's an international jewelry company, makes beautiful jewelry, and they decided they wanted to give back to society, and they decided they wanted to open a school for Ethiopian immigrants to teach them the craft and art of jewelry making. And they brought in their first class of students who knew nothing about jewelry design or art or anything, and really train them from scratch, and and then got into helping and supporting their community and teaching them a skill that they could then bring back to their community, and also incorporating Ethiopian and, Am- I have to say this right, Amharic language in into their jewelry pieces. So every piece tells a story. Pretty amazing, I'll tell you. All of this in a quote-unquote full-length, after all, the show is called Bite Size, a full-length interview that Joanna Shepson conducted with Daniel Salo. It's all coming up between 9 and 11 Eastern time this morning on Bite Size with Yoni Pollock. You'll be able to hear her encounter with Daniel, his amazing story, Operation Moses, becoming an officer in the Israeli Army, sales director, as uh, as um, Joanna described, at the jewelry company, and really giving back not only to uh, those he's thankful to in Israel, but obviously uh, those he'd like to help assimilate from his own hometown community. Uh, in addition, you are known for funinjerusalem.com, Joanna Shepson. And guess what? You're going to be inundated with a lot of wonderful visitors over the next week or so. I believe it is uh, one week from today that Yeshiva break, right. Yeshiva break officially starts. That'll be the last day of school for those who are uh, in the Yeshiva League, so to speak, for the majority of the schools that are in the Yeshiva League which means Wednesday night and Thursday, a lot of people heading from the uh, New York area and other parts of the country to Israel. You'll probably see them the third week of January running around all over town, and they're desperately looking to find out what can they do while in Jerusalem and Israel. What are you recommending this year from your Fun in Jerusalem uh, headquarters? Well, first of all, I've been I've been talking to the powers that be and hoping that the weather is going to change, because as of <laughs> now, we've had a lot of rainy days. But... Um, the truth is most of the activities that we recommend on Fun in Jerusalem are all doable during the winter, as long as the weather uh, works out. Um, but what I love the most is that I've kind of introduced the local tourism vendors to the concept of Yeshiva Week. You know, it's like Yeshiva Week, maze, maze. Right. I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. This is when people are coming with their families. You need to do some special activities. And this year, a lot of the different vendors have planned specific activities for the Yeshiva Week tourists. So, like... Tamir Goodman is going to be doing a free basketball clinic at the YMCA um, for any tourists who are really into basketball. I highly recommend that one. Um, and uh, Tali, who runs our Israel Scaventures scavenger hunts, decided to do a special chesed-oriented scavenger hunt this year during Yeshiva Week nice. together with a woman named Bazi, who is a medical clown. And it's going to be kind of a combination of chesed-focused scavenger hunt and then a workshop with Bozzy the Clown um, afterwards. Nice. And uh, what other kinds of things, let me just think about what other kinds of things I'd like to tell you about. There's also um, the One Israel Fund, which I know that you've interviewed often. No, They're they, doing they, two special day trips. Right. They've got their day trips. I was surprised to see that you could actually do laser tag in Latrune, which must be really cool in that environment, yeah. right? That, would, that must be very interesting. 
Uh, oh, and of course, you always are recommending the Machane Yehuda Shuk tours because people uh, like introduce, even if they've done it before, they love introducing it to their kids and their extended family to go and have some fun there in the Shuk. Nachalaot in general, which is right next to the Shuk, has a lot of interesting things that, that are going on in different uh, in corners of that neighborhood. So if they just go to your website, they can find a whole bunch of stuff that's going on. Yeah, definitely. And they're going to be, you know, paint parties at First Station, and they're right. going to be um, tours that you can take in the Gush Etzion area. There is so much happening in Gush Etzion, from Pat Bamelach to the workshop with the Broder family and um, the Yekev Winery, and you could do wine tours and, and have a delicious uh, lunch there at their restaurant. So there, there's tons of stuff to do. you got to make Yeshiva week, uh, Yeshiva two weeks. That's, <laughs> that's true. Uh, those of you who, I'll, I'll mention that to the principals for you. Uh, those of you out sure. there who are heading to Israel for Yeshiva break, check out funinjerusalem.com slash yeshiva-week. Again, funinjerusalem.com slash yeshiva-week. You'll have all the uh, information you need about great things to do in Yerushalayim and other parts of Israel. Joanna Shepson is founder and fun expert at Fun in Jerusalem. She's also a great contributor at Bite Size, Yoni Pollock's program between 9 and 11 a.m. Eastern Time every Wednesday right after Jam in the AM. And today, we are even more highly than usual recommending you tune in because Joanna has that incredible interview with Daniel Sahalo. Uh, Joanna, thanks for taking care of everybody during their visits to uh, Jerusalem uh, uh, during the month of January. And great speaking with you. And thanks for your work with Bite Size. Much appreciated. My pleasure. It's been an honor. Thanks. Joanna Shepson in Israel, funinjerusalem.com, part of our amazing bite-sized presentation every Wednesday between 9 and 11 Eastern time. Another reason to always keep it right here at JM in the AM. More coming up six minutes after 8 o'clock. If God a t-shirt,
Jam the AM, Jam the AM Wednesday with Yaakov Shweki. That's a Kol Hanishama here at the Jam in the AM. Um, let's see what did we do before that. Uh, you're Achmiel Begun, Miami Boys Choir with Yivarecha. You heard Shema Kolena done by Yehuda Green. We're coming home. That was Shalshelis here at Jam in the AM. Twenty-five minutes after the hour, we are scheduled to have uh, to have BD Deitch join us from Israel. She's a marathoner. She's making headlines. She's a Haredi woman, according to the media. What that means, I'm not quite sure, but we'll find out. Uh, she's scheduled to join us five minutes from now. We'll have that for you coming up here at JM in the AM. Here's Micha Gammerman. Say fine. 
JM in the AM Wednesday morning. We're awaiting uh, we're awaiting BD Deitch, who's supposed the marathoner from Israel is scheduled to join us this morning. Hopefully, she will. Um, uh, but that was Yoni Z, of course. Yoni Z with uh, Oda off of the album entitled Yoni Z. Here at JM and the AM. Micha Gamerman before that. Maya Pa'amim from the album entitled The Child of Hashem on this Wednesday morning broadcast at JM and the AM. By the way, you know who's joining us tomorrow in the 8 o'clock hour? Ashley Blaker, the comedian himself, a big star, a big hit, and a really, really nice guy. Ashley Blaker is scheduled to join us here at JM and the AM tomorrow morning in the 8 o'clock hour, and we are very much looking forward to it. Um... So that's uh, what's going to be coming up on a Thursday edition of JM in the AM. All happening tomorrow. Make sure to be tuned in. All right. Hopefully, B.D. Deitch will make contact with us, and we will uh, speak with her about her uh, brilliant career, uh, as we've been mentioning uh, here at JM in the AM. Meanwhile, Simcha Liner uh, from the album entitled Merake at JM in the AM.
מלכים גדולים, מדינות ענק, אימפריות כה גדולות, כמעט שנעלמו, ואנחנו עוד כאן. כך אלפי שנים, מעטים מורבים, ואין ספור של ניסים. עם ישראל חי, אנחנו עוד כאן. אנחנו עוד כאן. עושה ה' עודן לזהב הדואג ואוהב, זה עושה טוב מלא. עודה ה' עודן לזהב המושלם, נאבד כל הזמן. עודה ה' עודן לזהב הדואג ואוהב, זה עושה טוב Yeah, you know. 
at my door. Oh, he still comes around. He changed his name, but I can hear his sound. Knock, knock. Pharaoh's at my door. He's bringing slavery to tie my hands, to blind my eyes, to see. But I've got a little bit of Moses in me. I've got the power, power to break free. This bloody J.M. in the A.M. It's eighth day, of course. Very timely in terms of the partios we're in with Moses and me. Maishi Menlowitz wraps it up with his album Nostalgia. Coming up bite-sized with Yoni Pollock with an interview with Fun in Jerusalem's Joanna Shepson, who joined us earlier. She'll speak with Daniel Sahalo discussing his Alian Operation Moses, becoming an officer in the Army and sales director of Migmaria at uh, Ivel. 
All coming up between 9 and 11, part of the uh, bite-sized presentation by Yoni Pollock. Live lunch with Avrami starting at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Thanks for keeping it here at the Nahum Segal Network.
Achena Israel and Achimachem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web, and AchimSingle.com, on the AchimSingle Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing and incredible Wednesday edition of JM. And reminder, tomorrow, Ashley Blaker. The great comedian expected in the 8 o'clock hour here at JM in the AM. Ashley Blaker. Tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. hour. Make sure to be tuned in. Yoni Pollock has Bite Size next. And Joanna Shepson, who joined us earlier, is contributing this week with an amazing interview with Daniel Sahalo. Make sure to be tuned in to all two hours. And you'll uh, hear that interview at some point between 9 and 11 a.m. Avrami hosts live lunch starting at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Make sure to join him as well. Enjoy commenting on the NSN app all through the day. Have a fabulous Wednesday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Segal reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.